It's time for In the Zone with T-Pain, where we look at everything the real way. Real talk, real problems, real solutions. And now, here's your host, T-Pain. Very sunny outside. Hot. Yeah, it's hot. I happened to be downtown yesterday. There are a lot of different activities happening downtown Macon. Don't let the summer go by without you experiencing what's happening in your own city. People dancing out on the sidewalks. People playing music in different actual places like the the drums and they they got the trumpets going. People singing out on the sidewalks. It was just so much happening downtown Macon on yesterday. So do take advantage of the festivities happening in your own front yard. Not in the back, but in your own front yard and so that you won't feel deprived. Isn't that right, Bishop? That's right. I like that. Yes, we must do those things. Well, you know, before we, uh, you know, get started in doing what we do, this month is Men's Health Month. I do encourage all the men that are listening to me to make sure you get regular checks up, checkups, even for the women who have a man in their life, whether it be your father, your brother, your husband, cousin, encourage them to go get regular checkups this is a big deal hey i'm all a part of it i do this every year encouraging not only uh, the men but women when it's that time but this is national men's health month wear blue wear blue tomorrow wear blue one day next week at your job and this is to raise awareness about the importance of male health and we have to do that because believe it or not statistically we have a lot of our men who live sicker and they die younger and that is a fact so we definitely want to encourage that for more information go out to www.menshealthnetwork.org again that's www.menshealthnetwork.org and june the 15th through the 21st is men's national health week now i took the liberty of putting out on our facebook page and our facebook page is his own radio there's a link out there for those who might not be able to afford health care or you have a little money and you don't have a lot there's something out there for everyone there's a link that you can go out there and actually put in your city and where you're located and you can find the nearest place near you where you can go and get your health screening do do that again Again, our Facebook page is The Zone Radio. That link is out there. I'm going to be encouraging the men all this month, not just today, but all this month to go out and stay healthy. That's right. I definitely encourage the men also because one thing that I do know is that men are stubborn when it comes to their health. Yes, Take very stubborn. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you got to do that. My husband's one of them stubborn people. You know, you want to wait till you... You're about to fall apart. You got to just just go and take care of yourself. And uh, and members of the church, you know, hey, if the men in your church encourage them, wear blue or wear something blue, even if you just create your own blue rhythm, ribbon. And so that they can have a conversation. Hey, this ribbon is about National Men's Health Month. Right. Have you uh, have you went and had your annual checkup? So do encourage them to do that. Um, Serena Williams. Serena actually got her 20th Grand Slam. Mm. Yes. Now, I did watch that. I didn't really know what I was watching. 
<laughs> but I did watch mm-hmm. uh, the tennis match. I was like, okay, I think she won. Somebody was like, no, she didn't win that set. I'm like, oh, okay. But she, she seemed a little sluggish. She was sick even. Uh, you know, um, I thought she wasn't going to be able to continue it. But she was like screaming like she was mad at herself for being sick. Mm-hmm. And so she did do her thing. Um, but 20th. This she did it twenty times at the French Open. That's something she's good at her game. Well, yeah, she's good at her game. She's passionate about it. You know, congratulations uh, to her. Thirty-three years old, doing her thing, and that's it. Well, today, as many of you know, is a funeral for Bue Biden, and this is our Vice President um, Joseph Biden Jr.'s son. And he passed away of um, brain cancer on the 30th of May uh, at the age of 46. So the service is happening today. Uh, President Obama will be doing a eulogy. Do keep that family lifted up in prayer. Amen. You know, um, that family has had a lot of unexpected tragedies that happen. For those who may not know, um, he lost his wife and his daughter years ago. Joe Biden did, and uh, in a car accident. Mm. So his son, who was like his biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. now you know he's lost his son. So he he did say um, to the people, "You guys are holding me up." That's what Mr. Biden said. He told one group on Thursday, and he was still flashing that smile. For Mr. Biden, it's, a, it's another tragedy in a public life marked by loss and shaped by resilience in the face of deep pain. So uh, do be praying for him. He's our leader. And um, pray for him and his family at this tragic time in his life. Uh, and one thing I want to um, share, Minister, is that um, is that a lot of times we never really take things serious until they hit home for ourselves. No, we, we, we just never really do. And, you know, I when you think about this and, and what happened with to uh, him so unexpectedly, because he was going to run for governor of the state. He had been an attorney general in his state, and he was going to run for governor. It's just, it happened out of nowhere. And... Um, you know, what, what can you say? He lived, lived a great life. He loved his father. His father loved him. And uh, you just, there's no, no words, really. That's right. No words. But we are praying for him. I encourage all of you to do the same. Hey, that's the main thing. Keep everyone lifted up because we never know where it is, where it may hit. Just stay prayerful. Yeah, and just stay prayerful. Well, I want to play um, and replay a uh, clip that I played back in April. And the reason why I'm replaying this, and this is um, audio clip by Pastor Dollar, Clifford Dollar. The reason why I'm replaying that because this whole news thing has surfaced again. And what has surfaced is that the church has released $65 million for him to get that plane. Well, for those of you who did not know and did not get a chance to hear this clip, I think you might want to hear it because, you know, sometimes church family, we can be the biggest gossipers and we'll gossip about things that might not necessarily be true. Right? So I think I owed it to you all to play this. And we'll be back 
in a moment. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I wouldn't say this except the Spirit of God led me to say it. Now you see why the devil tried so aggressively to discredit my voice. I'm on my sabbatical and the enemy is trying to discredit me. Heck, I found out this past week I was supposed to have been in jail. <laughs> for stealing the tides. And day before yesterday, they were transferring me from one county to the other one. I sure wish somebody would have told me. <laughs> Found out my real name is not Creflo Dollar. You know what it is? It's Michael Smith. <laughs> Found out that none of y'all can ever get in the dome unless you show your W-2 form. What you say? Are you listening to what I'm saying? The enemy has got to discredit the voices of faith and grace and truth because he don't want you to know that you can walk on the water if you can look at Jesus. I got to discredit that man before he starts showing people Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you think it was something for me to believe God, and let me tell you something about me believing God. I can dream as long as I want to. I can believe God as long as I want to. If I want to believe God for a 65 million dollar plane you cannot stop me you cannot stop me from dreaming you can't stop me from dreaming I'm gonna dream until Jesus comes and here's another thing I want you to understand that if they discover life on Mars if you think a 65 million dollar plane was too much if they discover that there's life on Mars they gonna need to hear the gospel and I'm going to have to believe God for a billion dollar space shuttle because we got to preach the gospel on March. I dare you to tell me I can't dream. I dare you to tell me that I can't believe God. If I find Jesus, I'm going to look at Jesus until it comes to pass. Because with God, all things are possible to him that believes. So I say to you, dream on, baby. Dream on. Don't dream about what you can have. Dream about what the devil said you can't have. Dream for the best. Dream for the best healing. Dream for the best deliverance. Dream for the best house. Dream for the best car. Just because the world don't have it don't mean you can't have it. You are the children of the The enemy, like he always has, is trying to stop the preaching of Jesus. And we're not going to stop. I never one time, you can attest to it, I never one time came to you and asked you for a dime for this airplane, didn't I? 
flow dollar asking his members for six five million dollars. I ain't never asked you for a dime. We got over three million partners around the world, three million donors around the world who support the ministry so I can get to where they are. I had a man from the Middle East to send a letter said they cut off my, my relative's head. We need you in the Middle East. Here's a check right here for that plan. You understand what I'm saying? You know, people have no idea what you went through to get to where you are. So many times it seemed like it was over. But God, Isaac Karee, tell him about it. Every time I think that I'm all by myself. Oh, oh, mm, yeah, yeah. I just look up in the sky and that's where I find my help. Somebody needs to hear this right here. You might think that you got it all worked out. Yep. And you think that everything's okay. Yeah. There ain't nothing that you've done to deserve his mercy and his grace. He gives us what we don't deserve. That's why we say it's amazing. You were about to lose everything. Yep. I know I'm not the only one who's been there. When the doctor said in midday, he made the doctor. And the devil tried to test your faith. He thought he really had you this time. One good reason why you should still be alive. Let me think about oh, it. Oh, 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 yeah. I don't have not one, I see. That son, did you pass last night? What meant to take your life? Oh. If you be honest, if God had covered you, it would have been you in the grave. Could have been you with the pain. When the judge said 20 to life, should have been calling your name, but there ain't nothing that you do to deserve his mercy and his grace. Can I get a witness on that? Thank you, Isaac. You were about to lose everything. Yep. Then you went back and they couldn't find 
follow that up with a But God by Isaac Reed featuring Jane's Fortune. But God, you know, church family, we have to stop feeding into what the media wants to put out there for us to say that we can't have the things that God says that we can have. With God, all things are possible and nothing is impossible to him who believes. And we have to keep believing that so when the next time you hear someone whether it be in your barbershop or in the beauty salon or someone who just come up in the church who don't have all the facts and they talk about one of our own spiritual leaders and that he had the audacity he dared to believe God for a plan you turn around and you look at them and you say but God And you keep that thing moving because God can do the impossible. What a way to follow up that. Isn't that right, Bishop? Oh, God, that is awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, even as I listen to that, to um, Pastor Dollar, oh, man, that's just a testimony by itself. It's a testimony. You know, a lot of people want to know where that money comes from. I mean, maybe they didn't hear that clip. We did play it here. We played it here a month. You were here when we played it. And we played it here, you know, back in April where the check had been sent. They're just not releasing it. So from one man, from one man in the Middle East, God laid on his heart and he said, here's a check for that plane. When favor is on your life. Favor is on your life. He came, you cannot curse what God has blessed. So many of you had a but God experience. And just keep it there. Because everybody's not going to understand everything that God does. That's right. It takes the foolish things to confine the wise. So you might not even understand it. But I wanted to share that with you all and revisit that clip. What an anointing clip. But I wanted to revisit that so you guys can hear it again. And for those who didn't hear it, now you heard it today. So take that, put it in your spiritual toolkit, and I gave you what to say. But God. But God. Well, we're going to jump on off into our news, and you know, I always have something interesting. It was so much out there today, I I really didn't know what to get rid of and what to keep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, by the way of news. Well, Marvin Sapp, and we all know Marvin Sapp. Um, And if you don't know him, you've been on the rock, Mm. right? Never would have made it. That's right. He saw the best in me. That's right. Here I am, still standing. You know, I can go on and on. On and on. On and on. Well, anyway, he went to this restaurant, and uh, the restaurant is is Ruth Chris. And they got like three of them in Atlanta. I've been. It's very, you know, upscale. You have to make reservations to go. It's a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Well, him and his uh, colleagues went to this restaurant out in Chicago. They were there for the Chicago Gospel Fest. When he gets there, him and his friends, they tell him, the manager tell him that he's not dressed appropriately and tell him that, you know, he had to leave or else they couldn't serve him. That he could leave and come back, blah, blah, blah. And, hey, if you don't go, we're not going to be able to serve you. You can go and come back. Mm. That, that kind of thing. Well, now, um, there was someone who had a problem with it because Marvin Sapp, uh, took to Facebook, social media, and he took the business card that the manager had gave him, and he posted it on Facebook. And the, and the business card had the man's name on it. He said, "This is the person who who did this," and and uh, and blah blah blah. 
Well, there was somebody else supposedly who was at the restaurant who responded to that post. And he was like, look, I was there. And I can't believe that you're putting this man's whole name out there and um, that where everybody can see it. All he asked you to do was go and change your pants. You come in here with sweatpants on and, and think that you're supposed to eat. Everybody want to try to make everything a black thing. Well, of course, Marvin Sipp, Sapp responded. Now, you don't really see many celebrities responding right. to, you know, frivolous things on social media. He did. And he responded and he was like, look. I didn't have on sweatpants. I had on cargo pants. Difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had on tennis shoes and I had on a T-shirt. And the company that I was with, we all were dressed similar. Mm -hmm. He said, now, if you want to talk about uh, people not dressed appropriately, what about the people who were in the restaurant who had holes in their jeans? So it should be where we do the same thing with all and not selectively try to enforce rules when I was within the guidelines of, of the rules. So I don't know. The restaurant hasn't responded yet, but it's, it was like a big deal. Mm. What do you think, Bishop? Well, you know, it's something to ponder mm -hmm. because we never know. You know, one thing that I do know is that... Um, you know, people will go and look at it different ways, but the enemy is designed to attack your character. Yes. In any way possible. But when you can maintain who you are in the midst of adversity, mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference. Because you see how the enemy came at him different ways, not only in the restaurant, but then also back on social media. On social media, yeah. But I believe and you know, that he maintained who he was. So that's one thing that we have to be um, be prepared for. Mm -hmm. on this journey because you don't never know where the attack gonna come from and uh, and try to you know uh, fix it if we can sometimes you can and sometimes you, you cannot I mean I've been in that position at a restaurant and 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 clearly I can see what's going on and you're trying to make me think that you know I can't see but I still try to maintain so it's so many different things that will come at you but right. I don't know I guess you know uh, He's in this place, and I don't know. Mm. And I know that's a very expensive restaurant, so it's not like, right. yeah, you know, no, it's expensive when you have to make reservations. Look out now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, um, and I don't know, and, you know, we, we're very sensitive um, to this, but this is news. Well, the WNBA stars, two of them got married. And they were having this domestic violence thing prior to. And WNBA star Brittany uh, Grinner and her fiance, Gloria Johnson, both decided to get married. And one day after being married, uh, Brittany decided she did not want to be married anymore. So she's already filed for divorce. Mm. Well, you know, and it's very messy but like I said you know we how we feel in church we're about you know right. alternative lifestyles and things of that nature but it is news but it's a big deal about the domestic violence thing that took place to begin with what do you think Bishop? well like I said I think it actually go a lot of ways mm -hmm. but you know I think that even in the midst of that with that being news 
people are still blowing all the way out of character. Yeah. Instead of yeah. just praying for a situation. Well, we got to pray for it. That's right. Yeah, we got to pray, pray for, for it for because it's, it's, it is, um, it's loose in the atmosphere. Yeah. So we definitely have to, uh, to pray and, and be aware of what's happening. A 22-year-old college student who was arrested after a domestic violence dispute a later died in restraints inside a Georgia cell. And this happened on New Year's Day earlier this year. And it has been ruled a homicide, blunt force trauma. So they're looking at filing criminal charges against the police officers who actually um, had him there. Now, according to the Associate Press, Matthew, which is the young man's name, he was bipolar. And he had a bipolar disorder, had medication. His girlfriend made sure she gave the medication to the police to let him know that he was bipolar and he had, you know, things going on with him. However, he became combative and when he arrived at the jail. But he did not leave. So, and believe, believe this or not, his attorney is uh, O'Hara. Mm. Remember O'Hara? Right. Judge Zimmerman? Yeah. All the way out of Florida? Like, why is he taking the case? You trying to get some brighter points with the community? Mm. The black community? Make up. I don't know. Yeah. What is going on with him? I mean, really? You going to go from George Zimmerman to defending black folks? I don't understand. What's going on? <laughs> but Mark O'Hara is actually um, the attorney for these parents. And what he said is, that he believed that um, when the young man became combative, that the police decided they were going to beat him to make him cooperate. Mm. But he died of blunt force trauma, and um, the coroner is ruling it as a homicide. Mm-hmm. Now, the young man, yeah, he was not from Georgia. He was from Maryland. He was going to school in Savannah, mm. 22 years old. So I keep everybody up to date as that situation unfolds to see what's going to happen with that. Mm. You're talking about really having to pray. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot happening in our community that we don't know about. And, uh, you know, I love to bring the realness to everyone to let everybody know, hey, these things are happening here. Might want to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Right in your own backyard. In your own backyard. Now, there are four former CVS employees, all African-American. They're suing CVS and, uh, you know, CVS, the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Okay, for those who don't know, there's one on every corner, so everybody should know about CVS, right? right. Unless you in Montrose, Georgia. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they're suing, and they're suing because they were told by their manager that they had to pay attention to um, black and Hispanic shoppers as they entered the store. Because, according to the manager, uh, these black people are always the ones that are the thieves. And he also allegedly uh, indicated that Latino consumers, too, uh, would be thieves. So they went to the head of the, the chain, the director of the region, and said, hey, look, this is what's happening. We feel this is not right. We are being made to try to watch, you know, uh, certain sectors of people, and we think this is racism. And um, nothing ever happened. And they got fired. Whoa. After making their complaint. So now they have a uh, junk lawsuit in place. 
So CVS haven't responded as of yet. The Daily News have, uh, you know, sent out inquiries to the story and with no response. Mm. Right in your own backyard. Well, now, this is not in our backyard. Well, this actually happened in New York. Uh, and it's in New York City of Manhattan and in Queens. Mm. So this is a big deal. Oh, God. There's so much that's going on. It is a lot that's going on. When you say in your backyard, you, it could very well happen in Montrose, Georgia. But Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do y'all get much activity in uh, Montrose? My church is in Montrose, but I live in Dublin, Georgia. Oh, okay. Well, do we have any activity there? I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right. Well, now, the last bit that I have, by the way, of news this young lady, her name is Kelly Mayhew, 34 years old, out of Maryland. Um, she went in to have silicone injected into her buttocks. Um, it's because she wanted to have her buttocks enlarged. And this happened uh, last Saturday. Her mother was with her. And her mother told the police that when she became short of breath, um, you know, she told the woman who actually had herself licensed as a, a clinical um, provider, someone who was certified to do these injections, that something is wrong, go ahead and call 911. But instead, the lady who actually in, did these injections to her daughter took her stuff and ran. She got out of Dodge. And uh, the daughter, her daughter died at the hospital. Ooh. Now, the young lady was a freelance writer for BET Networks. Yeah, she was a, she was a freelance writer for BET Networks. And she was trying to have this cosmetic surgery without having surgery, but have this procedure done. Um, and this woman was not credentialed as a plastic surgeon or anything like that at all. But she had put out there that she was. So her daughter actually started uh, gurgling and, uh, and was having difficulty breathing. This is what the mother said. And she, the mother even tried administering CPR on her daughter. Beautiful young lady. Uh, the picture is out there on our Facebook page. Beautiful young lady. But, um, you know, she, she passed away at the hospital. So BET representatives have expressed um, their condolences by the network, and they said their heart goes out to the family, and they extend their deepest sympathies. Look, we, we have to educate ourselves about what's going on. And I, I don't know what, what happened. I remember back in the day, you know, um, all the buttocks being huge was not in style, but now it's like super in style, and people are getting this stuff injected into them. By any means necessary. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, silicone and, well, not silicone, but the fixer flat and right. all of this. But I read up on it, and there's some of these things that when it goes in, because it's gone in as a foreign object to the body, uh, the body automatically starts trying to attack it. Right. And when the body is trying to attack it, it forms blood clots. Which would cause, you know, you to not be able to get the oxygen to your heart and, and so on and so forth. So, um, this is a big deal. Yes, it is. So, what do you think when people go through these changes and they want to have all these things done? 
To me, I think that it's more so um, trying to fit in or mm -hmm. an identity crisis. You know, a lot of times we do things because we've seen someone else with it, but does that really fit you? Yeah. So once we learn how to, you know, just love the skin we're in, mm -hmm. you know, love who we really are, then we won't have to go to the extra measures to become something that we're not. Yes. You know, just be happy with you. That's right. You know, I, I mean, I, I see people trying to add things. I'll be trying to take away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to add I want to take away but this is what the deal is and and, uh, and our hearts go out to that family with that particular situation that happened now well, we're going to go to break and we have an interesting show right Bishop yeah we, we have an interesting show yes we do and Bishop is going to be helping us with some things oh get your radio oh, what, what are we going to be talking about you, you don't know? Oh, I'm looking forward. You, you're looking forward to it? Yeah. Huh? Well, you know, and what we're going to be uh, talking about is this, and I'm going to play a audio clip when we come back, and that might be the first thing you hear before you hear us, but the audio clip is pretty much dealing with the definition of man. This is June. This is Men's Awareness Month. We're focusing our attention on showing some love towards the men in our community, and, uh, and nobody can help me better with this. Then Bishop, and this is going to be talking about has a definition of what we have known as manhood. Has a definition shifted, and uh, and that is a big thing to think about. It is. And when you hear the clip, you're gonna be like, "Wow, she went all the way in." Then, and and I'm, you're gonna find out who I'm talking about in a moment. You ready for this? You looking forward to it? So am I. We'll be back in a moment. You're in the zone. Bobby Jones. NSC. And the wonderful voice of Faith Evans.
with me Bobby Jones featuring none other what was uh what's the young lady's name Bishop help me out Faith Evans you don't know you don't know you don't know we know who's singing with that song goodness gracious <sighs> well I'm glad you uh you know other things <laughs> Okay, so I can pick at you like I do, Doc Bishop. So it's you know, right. it's hey, it's 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 all good. Well, now we're gonna play this clip that I was telling you guys about, and I want you to listen to this because this is my girl. Wait, I don't know her, but you know, I like watching her, Judge Lynn Taller. Okay, so, you know she she's pretty deep. She go in, yeah. and she went in on this guy, who um. How about I just let you all listen to it? That makes sense? Makes sense. We're going to do that. I'll be back in just a moment. I don't know when it happened. I don't know who caused it. All I know is that at some point in time, the definition of manhood shifted way to the left and down. It is no longer what it was when my father was young or alive. It is no longer what it was when my husband said, Lynn, will you marry me? Because what, how they define manhood is, have I gone out into the world and done my best to bring money into my house? Have I got stability 
and love? Have I built a home? Do I have a place where a woman can come and say, I feel safe, where I have children that I can raise who will have food in their bellies, clothes on their backs. If they need something, I'm the brother to bring it to you. That's what they've defined as manhood. Now it seems that that is no longer the case. It has nothing to do with your ability to provide or what you become in your profession or what you can bring home or who you can bring up and raise up and care for and defend and love. It has all to do with how nasty you can be with how many different women, how many corners you can hang on, how many babies you can bring into the world. You don't have to be able to support them. You don't have to love them. You don't have to worry about where they go to school or how they're going to live. You don't have to deal with whatever they have to deal with in order to grow up and be somebody. You just were able to make them. And that's it. And that's how you define manhood. I don't know when that happened. I know you didn't do it personally, Mr. Ware. I understand that there is a culture out there somewhere that has taken the definition of manhood, chopped it all up, diced it in saw pieces, and thrown it in the sewer somewhere. But that's where it is, and that's where you are. She went in. She went all the way in on him. She said they diced it up, threw it in the sewer, and that's where it is, and that's where he is. Now, she said some pretty, pretty serious things, uh, Bishop. And we see, or do we see, that the definition of who our men is and who they are, Mm -hmm. has that shifted? Well, to me, I believe that the definition of a man is still the same. But I believe that the generation has taken it to a shift. Mm -hmm. But I I believe that definitions of a word or of a man or whatever it may be never changes, but it's the individual that changes it. So I believe it still remains the same. And they've taken it to a shift. Right. And... And when you said that they've taken it to a shift, how so? Well, when you say that they have taken it to a shift, to the point to where um, lost identity. Mm. Because they're trying to size themselves up by what they see, or by what they was taught, or by what they saw. So I believe that the way that they take it to another degree or another level is be, um, trying to be someone else instead of themselves. Mm-hmm just to try to fit in. So it's a lot of uh, bad examples. Do you think it's because, you know, and, and I hear Judge Mathis say it all the time. I've watched television. Oh, you know, we don't have a lot of fathers in the home. 84% of the households are being raised by single parents. That's, just, you know, it's a fact. But, you know, in that, it's not that it's all single parents that are women. There are percentages where grandparents and fathers, but, you know, 84% of households are raised by single parents. Do you think that it has to do because there are a lot of families that don't have fathers? Well, I mean, you know, we can look at that and try to blame it on, on this or blame it on that. I truly believe that, um, because my mother, my mom and father, they, they, they separated when I was very young. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, I still, that didn't exempt me from having to go through some, some, some serious things in my life. But it didn't stop me from becoming the man that I am. 
So I really don't believe that whether it's not the man in the house, that plays a big part. But I also believe that when you got someone speaking into your life, mm -hmm. when you having someone speaking into your life, that doesn't exempt what you have going to have to go through. You may have to deal with some shifts. You may have to go to the left and go to the right. But at the end of the day, you still line it right back up. You know, now, and, and you're right, and I like that, but as a church community, do you think that we have lost the refuge aspect of being the city of refuge for the young men that are within our care? Because a lot of, and I I came to um, ask this question, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I do a lot of community work, and we were literally looking for men to group with us from different churches and be responsible for the young men that they had at their church. And I would never forget, I had a youth pastor tell me, why do we need to have a mentoring program within our church when there are big brothers and big sisters that exist? And I looked at him and I said, why would you want your responsibility to be someone else's responsibility when these members of your church are your family right so why would you look to big brothers and big sisters to do what you as a body should be doing That's right is that an unfair statement from my perspective was i unfair with what i said well no i don't think that she was unfair about what you said um i think that was to me that when he said that he looked at it one-sidedly mm -hmm. instead of looking at it outside the box so I believe that having a mentoring thing is a, is a plus, especially for the church community, for the church itself, to be able to have someone there that's been through something, that's able to speak life back into an individual that they say is not going to be anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I believe that's that's a strong thing, but using a mentor instead of a big sister or a big brother. Right. Well, you know. My organization is Uplifting Boys to Men, and uplifting means that we help to elevate. And it, you know, a lot of people was offensive about that. You uplifting, you a woman, you can't uplift a boy to be no man. But no, we're trying to help support and find the men that can speak into their lives to to help them back in, in the right direction. But when we look for these positive role models mm -hmm. uh, to be the example of manhood. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What does manhood look like? Yeah, what does that example look like? I, to me, this is my opinion. This is me. I believe that manhood, one that's able to take a licking and keep on ticking. That regardless, I like that. Take a licking and keep, keep on, on ticking. ticking mm -hmm. That regardless, even if you fall, still get back up. Because mm -hmm. the Bible said a just man falls seven times. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So I believe that you know, being a man itself is one that is able to stand in opposition. Mm -hmm. One that's able to provide regardless of what he got to do. Go out there. You might not have a job. Pick up cans. Mm -hmm. You know, a man is someone to me that's able to make something happen even when it don't seem like nothing's going to take place. And first of all, his trust is in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I like that. And um, take a lick and keep on ticking. That's um, more of being resilient. Keep bouncing back. After being knocked down, keep getting back up, keep showing up. Mm -hmm. And how do you help a young man keep showing up if dad is not there? Right. One thing to me, I believe that you have to let the young man know that even if you fall, that doesn't mean that you're not anointed. 
Oh, good God. Because sometimes, even when you're anointed, you still going to fall. Mm -hmm. Let him know it's not all about falling, but it's but get yourself back up. Get back into the race. The Bible says, the race, I know we're dealing with men, that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong. Mm -hmm. Nor the battle to the strong, but the them that endureth until the end. Get back up. Mm -hmm. So we need to tell the young man, regardless of where you are, you're still somebody. Right, right. Well, the daddy is there or not? Because some of them would feel like um, my dad is not here mm -hmm. and he's not here. How do I? I've, I've seen it. I've seen it on, on shows even. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to identify with being a man because there was not a man in my house. I've, I've seen that on, on shows. Mm -hmm. So how can a young man identify with that? Because that's what I don't have a man present in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't even really know how to be a man. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing we got to make sure that we're not looking for excuses. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Oh, wow. That's good. Make sure we're not looking for excuses. I mean, because the first thing you got to understand is that the the, um, the influence that you have don't only come from your house. It comes from outside influences also. Mm -hmm. So it's all about what you care to affiliate yourself with. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're um, trying to discover yourself, what I'm going to have to do is get with someone that's like me. Mm-hmm. So that we can learn together. Right. So instead of trying to look for an excuse, I need to just give it, make, find an answer. And this is what it is. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, I just think it's just too much to the point of where we're looking for excuses. This is why I'm the way that I am because of blah 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 blah. Well, regardless of what you might was there, but what about what are you going to do now since right. you discovered that point? And, and so, and in essence, the definition of man has not changed is that people are making up excuses not to be a real man anymore. Uh, to exempt their responsibility. Right, yeah. right, right. Don't want to em embrace the essence of who they really are. Right. Well, now, what do you say, Bishop? And uh, and I know, you know, you, you have your church and you got women at your church. What do you say to these women who have sons? I have heard people say that a woman cannot raise a, a boy to be a man. Mm. I have heard women say I really can't do anything with my son because I'm a woman and his dad is not present or his dad is locked up. That's why he's like he is because I'm just a woman. I couldn't really do anything to really help my son because I'm not a man. Well, to me, with that, I think that you got to be careful what you put in the atmosphere. The mm -hmm. Bible said life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. So I believe that you're saying I can't, that's already killing it anyway. Right, because all things are possible. That's it. That's it. So you have to be real careful. I believe that, watch this, that I'm going to take it to the Bible just a little bit. Well, let me just say it like this. If, if a woman carried the child, mm -hmm. why she can't raise him? Mm-hmm. It took Mary to carry Jesus. Oh, Bishop, you about to get in trouble. Oh. Let, me, let me hit the mic. <laughs> tap, tap. Okay, okay. Don't y'all come up here, oh, Bishop. Don't come oh, up please here. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Okay. So that that that's just that's just the way that I look at it. Mm -hmm. I don't exempt anyone because of their gender, saying that they can't do this. Because I have seen some women raise their son better than men have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it all depends on what they, you know, what we uh, identify with as raising. I, I do believe that uh, you know women can give their sons a moral compass, mm -hmm. but uh, in in raising him identify a positive role model mm -hmm. that he can follow you know a positive male role model mm -hmm. that he can follow and i think we have to do that i had to learn where i end and somebody else began mm -hmm. you know uh, as a parent and as a, a woman who had once been a single parent mm -hmm. because i knew that there was so much that i could give to my son mm -hmm. but i had to recognize when 
I needed other people to step in. And there came a point where he needed that maleness of himself. I couldn't give to him, but I uh, identified with positive role models for him, male role models. And he had different ones. You know, somebody from church, somebody on the basketball team, and, you know, that spoke into his life. Mm. You know, one thing that I was just sitting here thinking about is that God always knows what you need. Yes. And he will allow that right person to cross your path at that time of need. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that when he when you feel it though, when he feels though that you don't come to that point of where you need to be to where you can't do it anymore, God let me send someone across here now to help you out. Yeah, but dedicating your, your child to Christ. Oh God. And I think that's the key because you know, I, I actually dedicated my son. We, we even had a dedication ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it's like ten years old. I probably waited a little too long. <laughs> but you know, still, who was that in the Bible who dedicated? It was Samuel. Right. You know, his mom took him and, and dedicated him, and a great prophet Samuel was. So I think it's all about making sure you dedicate your son or your child and keep God first and foremost because you're not going to know everything. That's right. That's right. I believe that. Um, one thing about a word is that, you know, the Bible said that the word of God is not going to go out of return back into him void. Mm-hmm. So I believe that once that word is spoken, I don't care what come up against it, it's not going to change it. Mm-hmm. The word. Now, for a young man who might be listening, who might be a, a product of a single parent home or um, and just feel like, you know, I. I just couldn't get it right because I never had a father. Mm-hmm. What would you say to him? Mm. Myself, this is what I would say to you, is that you are somebody. You are somebody. Speak that to yourself. You're not the only one that's in your situation. I know that it can be a hurtful thing. Why? Because I know my mom and dad were separated, but I still had you know, interaction in my dad's life. But yet and still, it does not exempt you. Be all that you can be. Put God first. That's the main thing. He says that, watch it, if you can trust in him, lean not unto your own understanding and find yourself acknowledging him. He said, here, direct your path. My thing is what I want to share with you once and for, once and for all is that let you know that you are somebody. With, I mean, your, your dad might not be there, but you're still somebody. You're still somebody. Why? Because a word was spoken over your life. And matter of fact, if the word wasn't spoken, I'm speaking it in your life now that you are somebody. You're not what the what the people are saying that you are. You're gonna be more than say where your pants hanging. That don't stop it. God still watch God can still use you even while your pants sagging. Oh Lord, people don't get mad at me. That's all right. Go on and speak. Speak a word. Speak a word. Speak those blessings out into the atmosphere. Because it's about speaking life and not death. Right. You know, uh, and uh, and drawing to Christ with love and kindness have I drawn thee, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but it's about speaking life, and 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 if it takes this platform to speak a word to the listeners, you know, do that and speak that word. So, what do you say for encouragement for that single mom whose son just seem like they just can't get right, and they're doing all they know how to do, and they're praying and and they're trying, but seem like. They keep coming up short. Mm -hmm. This is what I would say to you mothers. This is what I would share. Is that I know you're praying, you know, laid hands on, but can I share this right here with you? Just because you're praying and just because you laid hands on them does not exempt the process that they got to go through. Everybody got to go through something in order, well, let me say, everybody got to experience something in order to become that individual that God has called them to be. Do know that what you're doing is not in vain. Trust God. 
trust God, learn how to watch this. When you submit yourself more to God, God will give you avenues. God will give you, will speak to you, give you instructions on how to do, what to do, how to say, what to say. That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly because uh, I tell you, I had some mentors throughout the whole process, and I'm still being mentored. <laughs> okay, I'm still being mentored, but um, you definitely don't have all the answers, but lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Just keep following the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, and the Spirit will guide you. Right. And so now finally, before we get ready to, to leave out of here, mm -hmm. what word of encouragement would you just give to both the mother and the son? The words of encouragement that I would give to you is that whenever you put God first, whenever, watch this, well, let me say it like this, never stop speaking life. Mm -hmm. Never stop speaking life to your sons, sons to yourselves, mothers to your, your children, mothers to yourself. Speak life. Speak life. It's easy to think negative, mm -hmm. but it's hard to produce something positive. You, we got to understand life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Be careful what you put out yes. because it produces something. Change your conversation. Amen. I'm with you on that, Bishop. You got to change the conversation. We've been speaking too many curses over our kids and uh, and believing what our eyes are telling us when our eyes are just not altogether correct. But just keep believing what God has promised you. Listen, that's all the time that we have. You have been in the zone with me and Bishop Henry Channel the third all the way from the country. Watch yourself. Down in the backwoods. But a house across the street in the daytime. Oh, won't it do it? Don't y'all go out there and look for them halls of barbecue. <laughs> oh, but listen, okay? That's been all the time we have. Been a great show. And I don't end the show without saying, believe, act, and follow your destiny. Until next time, everyone everywhere, be blessed. Be blessed. You have been listening to Design Radio Ministries, a Miller, Georgia media production. Follow Minister T. Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook at DAZN Radio. Also, listen to WBGA DAZN Gospel Radio Station online daily at www.dazonradio.fm. Again, that's www.dazonradio.fm. <laughs>